Alright everyone, welcome back to Soccer Talk Lads Podcast, the STL Pod. I am your host, Justin Horniger, here for the weekly addendum podcast. Of course, ahead of tomorrow's matchup with FC Cincinnati, we're talking to Kenta Hagawara, who is a fellow Area Sports Network reporter for Cincinnati. So, some good insight in this one, just a couple of housekeeping notes before we run forward. Uh, just a reminder that Jabulu Blom out five to six weeks. I don't know if we actually got into that on the main body of the pod. So reiterating that here. And then for Cincinnati, Lucho is officially out and Brenner is questionable. Uh, Brenner's transfer to Udinese has been approved as well. So he'll be leaving MLS in the summer. Not that that really has an impact on this weekend's game, but he has been out injured with a back injury through practice and is questionable for this weekend. So some things to consider as we go into this kind of pivotal matchup with Cincinnati. Not to say that being 5-2 and two going into a game is a must-win, but if you're St. Louis, you definitely want to get some points out of this one with Pat Noonan coming back to town with just the way that the momentum has been going. I think it would do him a load of good to get some points against Aid, one of the best opponents, if not the best opponent in MLS right now, to go into a definite run of winnable games with that on your back would be a definite statement. So without further ado, let's send to my talk with Kenza and we'll be back next week with another full podcast and so make sure you're subscribed. If you aren't already, as always, give us that thumbs up on whatever your favorite podcast listening device is, and we will head to the end. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast, the STL pod. Of course, I am Justin Horniker, as you're used to on these addendum episodes. Here with me, Kenza. Kenza, how do you say your last name, Hagawara? Hagawara, you got it perfectly. Oh, oh nice. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so not confident with my pronunciation. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> uh, Kenza works with me at Area Sportsnet. Kenza, where else can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's the that's the place I guess I'm most active on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Kenta covers Cincinnati, so had to have him on to kind of get some insight on what St. Louis City are up against this week. Cincinnati having just a fantastic season so far, top of the supporter stand, shield standing. And not to say that it was a surprise because I think the pieces were there last year, but they've you know definitely taken that next step, it seems. Yeah. For sure, yeah, it's been it's been a pleasant surprise, I think, to to a certain extent. I don't think fans were expecting this kind of yeah. start to season. We <laughs> we had a horrible start to season last year too. I think uh, opening match we lost five 0 in Austin, and it was it was one of those like, oh, are we having one of these seasons? And they turned it around the second half. So weren't sure what to expect at the beginning of a season, um, but it's been a pleasant surprise for sure so far. Yeah, I mean. I think a lot of that, like at least from my viewpoint on the outside, is like Pat Noonan comes in and not to say it was like an instant turnaround, but definitely seemed like it righted the ship in a way that it wasn't before. Like I think we talked about before, Kent. I've always been impressed with Cincinnati and that even in the years where there wasn't any hope, like fans are still out there and like desperate to see good soccer. So like they definitely deserve Pat Noonan in that way. <laughs> Yeah, no, the fans—they're they're always out, man. Uh, they're, they're just always supporting, even, even being, you know, three-time wooden swing winners in a row. You know, they're always yeah. supporting. So, yeah, they what deserve was, this for sure. Like, what was the biggest impact? Like, obviously, Brenner is a big talking point, but I think, like, as a team, it's been so much more 
conclusive and so much more like, well put yeah. together. I think when Obina and Wilbodo came in, I think it was like late April last year. That's when the team started to play better. Um, he kind of settled that midfield. We didn't have a true number six in that mid in that midfield before then, and uh, kind of bringing him in. And then uh, Miaska came in during the the summer window, mm-hmm. and those two kind of really solidified the team defensively. And you're seeing it now. They're pro- they're five clean sheets in seven matches yeah. starting the season, and uh, they aren't scoring the goals. They have like nine goals to start the season. I mean, it's not particularly you know that that enjoyable to watch in, the, in that aspect uh fast even brenner each have one goal to start the season in seven matches it's not what you expect um but yeah defensively they've been so sound where it's difficult to score on them and that's contributed a lot to their success so far this season yeah that was definitely watching the games this year it's like okay this looks like a team that can just shut you down in a way that they haven't been able to before would you say is that more personnel or is that more like formation that they've been running out this year it's the same formation it's the same personnel as last year besides uh Yerson Mosquera on the center back line um realistically I mean he came in from Wolverhampton on loan mm. uh this past winter and he's he's been very enjoyable to watch but I think it's more of having Miaska in the center and finally he was on the left side of a center back trio um Masker and him controlling that defense, having an extra year of experience behind, behind Celentano, having it being a second year um, in MLS. Um, I think all those pieces definitely help him help the team succeed. Sure. Nice. Yeah. So they usually come out with like a 3 4 1 2 essentially, and with Miaska yeah. in the center. And uh, I think that'll be interesting to see how St. Louis lines up. So obviously, the big talking point last week for St. Louis, they come out with a five in the back for like the first time yeah. that didn't use wingers, and I see them definitely going back to more their four four two. That's been working out so well for them like throughout the early part of this year, uh, especially right. with those wingers. Like If you were to say, I think we saw it a little bit in the fire game where Cincinnati were kind of exposed defensively a little bit. Like, What are the areas of the pitch that like are kind of their weak points in that formation? Um... It's the midfield. Like Acosta, sometimes when he drifts really highly, he doesn't really play a true position. He's a 10 that, you know, drifts a lot. Mm. Um, so when those two midfielders, especially, I don't think we had Obina and Wilbodo in that game. So it was, uh, I think it was like, or no, we didn't have Acosta in that game. So it was um, a start of, you know, Marco Angulo in the midfield. And we're, we're going to see something similar because I don't think Acosta is going to be available for this match either. Um, so. When that midfield gets disconnected, there's a lot of space for teams to be able to play in transition. And then, you know, you can get good numbers sometimes if those wing backs are pressed really highly with Barrio when they like to play offensively. Mm-hmm. They can press pretty, pretty high, play pretty high. Um, so you can get really good numbers against um, Cincinnati. That was that Chicago game where I think Chicago scored three goals against us. So that was, that was the one defensive game that didn't go well. So. Yeah, three to three. Like Chicago is such a weird team too. Like I just don't know what to make of them this year. I w- want to say they're terrible, and then they have these games where they come out and score like five. Yeah, goals. right. Yeah, <laughs> they just they haven't been able to close out games because they were up three one on us in the 80th minute, and then Acosta came in and then gave up two goals in ten minutes. So <laughs> cool. Yeah, as a St. Louis, and I I can get on board with that at least. <laughs> <laughs> Kenta, there's a lot of history between Cincinnati and St. Louis soccer. Uh, there is a article from, I don't know if it was the post-match, someone put an article about how the first matchup between a professional, or like a first flight St. Louis and Cincinnati team took place in 1923. And like, 
to have two like storied soccer cities. If you look back to the USL days, like SDLFC and FC Cincinnati had some yeah. had some bangers. Uh, so it's nice to be renewing that rivalry in a way too. Like, what's the kind of the, the viewpoint in Cincinnati as far as St. Louis getting back into things? Um, I think you know St. Louis is still definitely the new kid on the block, but yeah, you know fans in Cincinnati we're well aware of St. Louis from mm-hmm. other sports. You know, whether it's baseball or. Um, you know, with the Cardinals and the Reds, yeah. and there's certainly a rivalry there. There's some, there's some history. I don't there. think it's, a, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's anything new in that aspect. And um, right now, there's that kind of mentality within Cincinnati where it's like we can beat anyone. Mm. So I, it, it's it's just another game for a lot of fans, and it's an away game. So there's just yeah, excited to get another win. Hopefully, gonna be fun. So you touched on it a little bit. Uh, Acosta and Brenner seem kind of banged up at least for practice. Is there any? clarity on that or is it still kind of questionable for both of them yeah it looks like Acosta's not going to be playing um he hasn't practiced at all this week he, he uh looks like he injured his shoulder um they said they were going to get a scan I haven't really gotten an update on that but during the penalty that he drew um against Philadelphia last week so he probably won't be available and that also goes for Brandon he wasn't practicing today at all so just based off of that you know the best case scenario is you know possibly available but yeah. i don't think he would be a starter um really in any, any capacity so you'll probably see santos Sergio santos get the start up top alongside vasquez um and in the midfield we'll see whether that's angulo or pinto or if kubo kubo hasn't practiced so he probably won't come back but um someone else takes that number 10 role but obina and was practicing full team with the full squad today so he would probably be available uh, we haven't seen him in two weeks so Cool. Um, I guess there's some silver lining. <laughs> yeah, I always hate seeing like, obviously from like a homer standpoint, you want to see the other team a little bit weekend, but like from a competitive standpoint, like wanting to see good soccer, like it always kind of depressing when like a star player like Brenner or Acosta isn't available. Uh, St. Louis had Jabulu Blom go down. He's out five to six weeks right. now. So like both teams are a little bit hampered. Obviously Blom's not the, the caliber of Acosta or Brenner, but uh, full teams operating with with something missing that's for sure right well i'm excited to see this game ken so i thank you so much for hopping on talking a little bit what's kind of your outlook yeah. for this one uh from a from a cincinnati standpoint yeah like how do you see them kind of coming into this game and attacking st louis um well without a cost brenner it's gonna be even more difficult to score goals. They they've yeah. scored nine goals. I don't think they've scored a single one outside the eighteen. Um, it, it it yeah. They, they've just not been really creating a ton of chances, and they haven't really been finishing them either. So I would expect them to play more defensively in St. Louis. Um, they have their full back line, and they have Obina Wilbur back, right? So I, I would expect them to to focus more on the defensive aspect of the ball, but. Um, yeah, I to the point where maybe Raymond Gaddis, the veteran, starts over Santiarias and he's available as a, a midfield replacement because we just don't have the midfield depth right now. Mm. So maybe he becomes a sub to play one of those holding midfielders. Um, we saw that happen once, so I wouldn't be surprised to see it again. Um, yeah, it's just, it's I've, we just haven't put the ball in the back of the net <laughs> enough where you lose Acosta, you lose Brenner, and it's like, I, where are the goals really going to come from? And, you look a little That's bit frustrated good, be a big... by it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I mean, coming into the season, you expected more from Vasquez, Brenner, and Acosta. Just at least start the season. Seven games. Acosta has a goal and two assists. And 
Brenner and Vasquez have a goal each. So yeah, it's a good point on Vasquez because he was such yeah. a force last year. To see him like not find the backline net yet is alarming in a way. Yeah. So we'll see. I Santos have more goals than any of them with two. So him getting a start might be might be something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, uh, I I don't know where the goals will come from necessarily. <laughs> yeah, this match. It'll be interesting. Like St. Louis hasn't scored two games either. Uh, if you looked at the Minnesota game, like Minnesota just were able to like defensively stifle them by keeping everything compressed and not allowing them to open up the game at all. And then in Seattle, mm-hmm. they kind of played like. Uh, they definitely played like Seattle trying to stop Seattle versus like trying to get anything forward. So like from a St. Louis standpoint, it's going to be interesting to see offensively, like what ends up happening. Like they definitely need to get back to how they were playing earlier in the season, but this is also their hardest stretch of games. These three games of the season, a lot on the line, at least yeah. in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go to Seattle and they were playing there, you know, they were in such a hot streak. You, yeah. you have to go win game planning against them not necessarily playing your style of you know soccer you played it was a really good 60 minutes and then yeah once that first goal came in it kind of just crumbled so um i guess that maybe pat goes aggressively early on to try to find a first goal to see what kind of reaction st louis takes from that based off last week's performance but we haven't found the goal so i don't don't really know if that's gonna happen (laughs) two teams looking to score all right yeah (laughs) It might it might just be a case of first one who scored to win, you know just just win yeah. the game. So I kind of like yeah. I almost see this game as being like similar to the Chicago game in that like or since the Chicago game I should say in that like both teams are probably gonna try to open things up a bit and like you get into that transitional offense on both sides and like I think yeah. you probably look at this being a pretty exciting game. Yeah, no, it's two top of the table teams. Yeah, it's always exciting. Always. All right, Kenta, yeah. thank you so much for taking time out of your of busy course. day to come talk with me. Again, you can find Kenta's work at Area Sportsnet. You can find Kenta on Twitter. Kenta, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's uh, Kentra Hagatra. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll post it in the show. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds good, yeah. All right, Kenta, thank you so much. Of course.